Hey you guys, my name is Anaya Livings and I am with Deep Daughters Ministry, a ministry centered around revelation and going deeper in the word of God to understand Jesus Christ and him being the bread of life. Today we are partnering with I Am Her Podcast and this is episode 6.
environment that I saw her in, I never expected that from you. And I was right. like, wow, she really doing this. Like, she really giving us <laughs> scripture. Like, she really telling us this what's going on. And I was like, I can't believe that. But at the same time, I was like, I'm so happy because, and it, it, it really, um, and for some people, it may resonate a little bit, but really for myself, when me and you were dancing together on the team, if like I felt genuine around you. I felt like you was just like this ball of light. Like we used to play all the time. We was young, we but like we always we just played all the time. We laughed all the time. We played all the time. So to see you in that light of okay, now I'm doing ministry and I'm doing what God told me to do, and you using words. That I heard in church, and I'm like, oh, this is real. It got yeah. real, like, okay. and I was like, I love that. I love that for you. Thank you. So what? So what type of trauma, like, was it that you was like dealing with before you just came into your walk? If you don't mind sharing. Okay, so I'm gonna start with the biggest thing that I still face today. Okay. Being muzzled in a household that did not understand my intellect, wow. my perspective, my mindset. Wow. Now, of course, now I understand that God has called me to operate in the office of a prophet, Come on. but I didn't know that then. Mm -hmm. And because I didn't know that then, I would speak, but I wasn't prepared to deal with the backlash of what happens when you're speaking the truth according to what God has told me to speak. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my trauma was verbal abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, and it was it was psychological trauma. Mm -hmm. And it kept me in a cycle for so long. And eventually, what trauma does is it pushes you into this state of fight or flight. Wow. You're either going to fight to figure out what's going on, why it's happening, how it's happening, when, and so that you can notice it and prevent it from happening or getting progressing into something further. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to flight, which means to run from it, to run away from the trauma, to hide from these things, to suppress yourself with drugs, with men, with sex, with alcohol, partying. You're either going to go that direction or to the left. And neither of the directions are easy because you don't know. Mm -hmm. So for me, the most trauma that I experienced was the attack against my voice. Wow. And that's so powerful. I didn't even know. I didn't know I was me. So a lot of times we don't think that our words are holding weight. Matter. We don't wow. think that it's really hitting people. But a lot of times you're saying things that hit people in their core. But because they lack accountability, their response is to project that anger and that insecurity and that doubt onto you mm -hmm. instead of accepting, you know, responsibility. Yeah. So for me it was it was that. And God, I remember like one time God was teaching me this this picture came up and girl it was a slave picture and they had a black woman with a muzzle on her mouth. Wow. And when the slave it. would interfere with what the authority figure would say, they would put a muzzle on, on their, their mouth, mouth to stop them from speaking out. And I felt mm -hmm. like I was walking with a muzzle in my mouth for wow. so long wow. and it gets to a point to where you have to let God remove the muzzle because you cannot you can't walk in ministry or be a vessel and not be a mouthpiece for God absolutely so that was and the most trauma yeah it's harsh and what I just thought about was just even you having to go through that that when you say using your mouth and being muzzle that's because it's a you know it's home her weight Life and death is in the power of your tongue. tongue. So if the enemy can get you to hush, hush and be quiet and move back and shut up, 
then the whole plan that God wants for you, everything that you had in line with, could definitely like be hindered in there. And I, what I what I also want to bring up is because I don't think a lot of women know what's trauma. Let me say this because, and just from personal experiences, we have some people or some family dynamics that's a little dysfunctional. And some stuff that you would call trauma, mm -hmm. some people be like, no, that's just how we are. But that's, oh, that's trauma. That's a cycle of trauma that you have become so used to that you don't even recognize it as trauma. And then you pass that type of stuff on to your kids. Right. Then it's just become a family thing when it's like, oh my gosh, I know this because I have a friend. Shout out to my friend because you know who you are. <laughs> I have a friend that um, grew up two-parent home. Never really in so and I I came a single mom. Single mom, she worked all the time. She worked to her back was something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and my dad was just kind of in and out, so we never really just had that father figure just in right. the house stable or whatever the case may be. But being his friend really showed me stuff about myself and my family dynamic that I thought was normal and it was not normal. Like it was just like Y'all did that? Y'all right. said that? And I'm like, what's wrong with that? That's not how it's supposed to go, Deja. Exactly. Or like me just talking to him, I'm like, y'all are Cosby's. <laughs> like, this is legit the Cosby show. Like, that y'all coming here, love on each other, good night, exactly. good night, good morning. And I'm like, that is so weird to me, right? But I want it. I yearn for right. it because that's what it is. But I think it's a lot of people because we grow up in these types mm -hmm. of environments, especially women. And little girls, right. we grow up in this environment thinking that this is how it's supposed to be. A man's supposed to love me like this because that's how I saw my daddy love my mama. Or that, like, you get what I'm saying? Right. Like, and some people really just don't know. Like, okay, baby, do you know that's trauma? Right. And I think we, and we run away from therapy all the time. That's something, not even just the black community. We're not taught. Another reason why you don't know there's trauma is because you don't know what trauma is. You don't know the definition of mental health or mental health awareness. And mm -hmm. if you cannot identify the root of the issue if you cannot acknowledge what's going on. Wow. If you don't know what's going on, mm -hmm. how can you stop it? What's the scripture where Jesus is like, how can you um, bind a strong man? How can you enter a strong man's house unless you first bind a strong man? And it was based, that scripture is basically saying like, you can't overcome any issue without pointing out what it is. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us, you don't know you're operating in trauma, that you grew up in trauma because you don't know what trauma is. It's so normalized. We only know what we were taught. But what we were taught is not always things that are beneficial to our growth. Yes. Yeah. So now it's like, I don't even know that I'm traumatized. I was birthed into trauma. I was taught trauma. I am trauma. My household is trauma. So now when you're telling me these things, it's kind of like looking in the mirror and not knowing who you are. Who you are at all. Because now you don't know your authentic self. Because right. now you, because you operating in trauma and traumatic experiences, you can't fully know who you are from here mm -hmm. that heart because you have to operate in that. Now, when you brought up, you know, mental, I mean, um, verbal abuse and right. mental abuse and physical abuse and stuff like that, that that's something that's like really on the high rise right now. Why do you think so? I believe because we're not taught how to properly feel our emotions mm -hmm. as children in a household we're taught you can't be sad you can't be mm -hmm. angry you don't have an opinion i'm the head of this household mm -hmm. so what you're feeling what you're thinking is not applicable to anything that goes on mm -hmm. so from our youth 
parents are instilling in their children nothing that you feel is the right thing or okay so now we grow up not knowing how to process our emotions we don't know how to sit and think through what we're feeling we don't know how to process those emotions we don't know how to analyze them we don't even know and that turns into non-verbal responses you get those things like people shutting down wow. with your argument or and how many of y'all Shut down when somebody yelling at y'all. Or shut down when somebody telling you about yourself. Or go the opposite way. You flash out. Because you have no emotional intelligence. You don't wow. know how to emotionally wow. interpret the situations as they are. And we become naive. That's so who we are. Because verbal abuse has taught us when you are being verbally abused, what it does is it attacks your words. Mm -hmm. So it attacks your mindset. So now when those situations are happening, you're in, it's like a mental maze. You're trying to find a way out, but because you've never known the proper way to get out, you're stuck in that maze. Wow. And that turns into you never opening your mouth. That's wow. why we have some children, okay, some people who experience like severe trauma, like getting molested, they don't speak for a long time. Long time. Like Maya Angelou, Maya Angelou, I may be saying it wrong, after she was molested and that man was killed, I think she said two years she didn't speak, or maybe it was two to seven. I don't remember the exact number, but the trauma that she experienced, she didn't speak for a long time because wow. she realized what she said, her words, had power. And people don't understand verbal abuse. That is psychological torture. Man. Man. And I went through that a little bit myself. I was in this relationship, girl. I was in this relationship, and I can't believe I'm saying this on camera. I'm just like y'all. But I was in this relationship that it was a constant battle of mental, mental, um, like mental games. Oh. Verbal, verbal and mental games to where I found myself, now I've never been the person to have like depression. Thank God. I Thank you, Jesus. I've never been the person to ever have to battle depression. I've never had to battle um, anxiety. Like, where people have anxiety mm -hmm. attacks and stuff like that. Thank you, Jesus. I right. never had to go through that. But when I say I was getting the effects of that, like, just what people would describe to me, mm -hmm. that what they're going through the in that moment, because I was in that situation with mm -hmm. this guy, and he was able to talk to me a certain way, and able to make gestures right. and be able to whatever the case may be. Well, first I had to work on my codependency, baby, because I was, but, you know what I mean, I, and didn't want to let go to the point where I was allowing stuff to be said to me and, and happen to me and to look and be looked at a certain way and stuff like that. To where I literally, my heart would beat so fast to the point where it was like, girl, if you pass out in the middle of McDonald's. <laughs> Like, this is gonna be embarrassing. You get what I'm saying? All, all because of the McDonald's. It could be correct. It could be anywhere. But like, just the situation that gave you that panic attack. It didn't matter where you Like, and, okay. but it was a, it could be a look. It's the way you look at me. Right. That I know, like, you get what I'm saying? Or you, you know are you telling me, you telling me I'm cheating on you or, right. you get what I'm saying? And I know I ain't did nothing. But now, I'm in a place where, did I? Right. Did I say something? Did I cheat? Mm -hmm. Did I? You know what I mean? And that makes me be like, okay, I had to start putting music in my ear. Never again. Mm -hmm. Again, I've never had to struggle with nothing like this, so I never really knew how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. I had to start putting music in my ears, just like waterfall music or classical mm -hmm. music, just to calm my heart rate down because I was literally walking on eggshells. And when I say that was the most traumatic 
experience that I ever had to experience. And, I, and I'm so thankful God brought me out of that situation. And there's some people watching this, and there's somebody watching this, because I feel this for somebody. You in that relationship, and you don't feel comfortable, and you don't feel like you need to be there. But it's something about it that you still want to cling on and hold on to it. One, look deep within yourself to find out what it is within yourself that you need to fix that's making this situation like this. Two, let that man go. And I also want to say this. Something that I really learned in my relationships is that, like she said, look within yourself. Because every person that has been in my life has been a mirror to me. So either you're doing something that I've struggled with or God is showing something about me that I've allowed over the years and mm -hmm. he wants to break off of me, off of my mindset. That's and good. just because people have bad habits don't make them a bad person. Yeah. You can work through that gift that is a receptive party. Now, if you're talking to this person and you're saying, hey, X, Y, and Z is going on, I don't like it, this is how it makes me feel. If you're letting the landscape out and this person is communicating with you and trying to overcome those things, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But if you with somebody that's just blatantly disrespectful, dismissive, discarding, Absolutely. disregarding what you're feeling and go what's going on, don't let the dog hit you with it. Good luck, switch. about how I grew up with the uh, emotional, mental, verbal abuse, um, that pushed me into isolation. I always wanted to be by myself. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to go to my room, close my door, put my headphones in, watch they the tune people out. That's trauma. That is traumatic. When you have no conflict resolution skills, when your only source is to shut down, sometimes, y'all, all it takes is a conversation. And you may not get over it in just one conversation. Absolutely. You have to consistently work for the growth that you want to have Absolutely. and maintain in life. So Absolutely. when you find yourself in situations, if you're somebody like me, child, my cutoff game, my block game Man, is gone. I went through I'm a walk past you and you don't even know you're there. I went through a season to where God had to literally convict me for how much I was cutting people off and blocking them. Like, mm -hmm. if you had to see my blocking people, no. Once you strike, hit strike one, baby, there is no strike three. One strike, you're oh, out wow. of and you're blocked. Yeah. But I had to start learning to give people grace. I had to start learning to be patient with people because we're not perfect. Absolutely. So, if you somebody who just cut people off at the drop of a dime, that's, that's trauma. trauma. Girl. <laughs> it goes both ways. That's away. trauma. Absolutely. Because I used to do I used to do that to the Lord can be. Oh, girl. I'm a black. It was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, go talk to them people. <laughs> go do it. One, because he was like, how you gonna be on this walk doing this and you cutting people off like that? Right. But I had to, I also had to, again, dig deep within myself. And that was something that I was gonna say, too. Make sure if you on this walk and you really have an open mind and an open heart to get over trauma and get better and figure out what yours is so you can work through that, open and you can receive him the way he needs you to receive him ask God God what it is that's my trauma what is it that's holding me back another you know, thing that I struggle with with that is the scripture when Judas betrayed Jesus 
people often they look at Judas like he was just this bad person from the jump. That wasn't the case. Not it. it literally says at the end that Satan entered Judas and then that's he betrayed exactly Judas. What it so a lot of times, and then when Jesus after Satan entered Judas, Jesus was like, "Father, forgive him, for he know not what he do." He Some people genuinely do no, not no. know the trauma they're that they put you. And it's wow. also spiritual warfare. Satan entered Judas. So sometimes you may have to fast or pray for somebody and God is saying you don't need to cut them off. You need to help them get delivered. Mm-hmm. And sometimes as women of God or as men of God, you got to take up that yoke, that burden for your brother, your sister, your uh, man, your woman, whatever it is. And you got to say, you know what? Father, forgive them because for one, it wasn't them. It, we wrestled against spirit. Speak every single time. Every single time. Don't always look to the flesh. Just trauma. Oh, well, this person jealous. This that's to me. What, 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 we need well, to be looking past the physical. What's going on? We need to be looking past the physical. I tell exactly. people that all the time. I say, it's people literally, they face scrunch up when they see me. And I know it's, a it's not you. You get what I'm saying? I be walking around talking to people's spirit. Yeah, you mad, but it's okay because God got his hand on me. You can't do nothing to me. I'm, 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 God's, I'm God's daughter. And if you think, like, I rebuke you in the name. I will teach you in a quick second. Come here, Jezebel. Let me tell you what's going on. <laughs> but we ain't doing it. We ain't doing it. You feel me? So, I think, and I think that's really, 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 really important to say because a lot of people hold grudges with the, with the person. Right. And not really going and understanding. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, a lot of people, a lot of young people don't really accept the fact that it's two different things when we talk in the physical and when we talk in the spiritual. Two different. Do you believe that the new age, like, spirituality and, like, witchcraft and all that other stuff, do you think that comes from people having trauma? Okay, yes. And let me tell you why. Before I truly found God, okay, so I called out to God in Jesus, 2019, like three o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, my life was going to pure hell. I was actually under witchcraft attacks and I was having seizures. Like I had never had any health issues, mm-hmm. nothing. All of a sudden I'm consistently having seizures back to back. And mm-hmm. I knew it was witchcraft because after I got deep in my walk with God, God started to show me the things that was happening to mm-hmm. me. However, before that, um, I prayed to God and Jesus and I let this girl who was once my friend out of my ignorance, she did a um, tarot card reading on me. Didn't know nothing about God or Jesus or the Bible. This mm-hmm. is me in 2019. And because I didn't understand about prophecy and doing things that way, I'm thinking, oh, this girl got power. Like, you know, she telling me everything that's going on. She mm-hmm. telling me, girl, you've been in the bed. I've been in the bed while she telling me this. Mm-hmm. So out of my ignorance, I started to think, okay, I just prayed to God for help, for understanding. And, and then this, this is the help. first thing that wow. came up. And wow. so out of my I went to God out of my trauma, however, it was interference in between that. So I believe it's trauma in the aspect of they're in the process. And most people don't understand that just because you're passing through don't mean that you're in destiny. Wow. But just like the children of Israel, they did not drop their idols. So they stayed some of them stayed in the wilderness. Same. Some of them died in the Same. wilderness because they wouldn't drop their idols. And an idol is something that you see um, that is bigger than God or that is your God. You're mm-hmm. worshiping this thing. Mm-hmm. So for me, when God started having personal encounters with me when it was the next level, I was like, oh, this wrong. Let me get away from this. I threw mm-hmm. the car away, the crystals. The, I threw it all away. Mm-hmm. But trauma will keep you in this space of, no, this is, this is, trauma will keep you in a space of not reaching out to somebody else for help yeah. because we try to figure it out on our own. Yeah. So 
a lot of us um go to new age witchcraft and stuff because we're not taught like from when Christianity has been made so boring. Man, I mean, let's be real. No. There is no and you got so culture. many hypocrites. It's far yes. as you don't know how many people I talk to when church hurts. This. And they just don't want to go to church because, oh, they saying this and they saying that and what a money really going. And they talk about me and my sexual And it's like, I can't even, you can't deny it because it's the truth. You can't reach one thing I learned with ministry is you have to identify with their audience, not conform. But if you don't even make these people feel welcome, mm-hmm. Jesus sat with sinners. He, he understood did. who they were, but he did not condemn them and he showed them the way out. Jesus was at a party when he did his first miracle. So it's not that Christianity has to be boring. It's just that we don't know how to be true Christians, true people who are Holy Spirit led in spirit and in truth and not straight away from the gospel. Yeah. Because when you get pushed over here, not all of a sudden is this territory be money. Just say you lack self-control. So when you go when you have people going to this new age um spirituality with the crystals and stuff, there's a sense of freedom there mm-hmm. that they're not experiencing in Christ. Wow. So wow. I can speak from my personal existence, it felt like when I came to Christ, it felt like I was in chains. And that was in the beginning because I didn't truly know that I don't have to be in chains to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be condemned to a box. And we put Christianity and religion in a box and we wonder why the world has a bigger outlook on spirituality because you make Christianity watered down. Wow. You can't do this, you can't do that. As long as you are in alignment with the will of God for your life, you have a repentant heart and you are in intimacy with God, mm-hmm. God is not looking at what you're doing because we don't know what you're called to or who you're called to or what you're called to do. God may call somebody up in Hollywood and who are we to say that that's not what God has that's for them mm-hmm. because it doesn't look the Christian. Yeah. So we, we put these this label of Christianity and now all of a sudden the people who are younger and who don't have a true understanding you can't reach them because you can't identify with them there's no intimacy and I think another another thing and that's really really good and that just made me think about I think it's a lot of people that's scared I think with the new age spirituality with tarot cards and all this other good stuff one, I believe it's trauma because you can't trust in something that you can't see. True. With that, I can see a crystal and say, oh, it's meant for this. Or I can see some cards and they tell me right then and there. Right. Like how we was just talking about, like off camera, we were just talking about how like God had to tell me, uh-uh, right. Deja. Steward over what you got first before you try to ask me for anything else. Right. But I had to be in position. I had to be in the right standing and alignment with that to get that and to hear that. And I think that's hard. Some people feel like that's hard to get to. Right. That's hard to get to. And I can't see this man. We praying. I can't see right. it. You know what I'm saying? Or I can't see him or what he at or whatever the case may be. And it's easier for people to believe in their reality than mm-hmm. knowing that it's a spiritual side of what it is. And that's trauma too because we 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 can't we can't trust one, we feel like we can't trust nobody because we can't trust humans. When we understand, Man. when you gotta understand that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, these are not human mm-hmm. beings. Right. These are not people that think like us. These are mm-hmm. not, you know what I mean? So like, and I think that's another reason why people just kind of stray away and say, I'd rather go to something that I can really put it in. Right. I can really 
put my everything into what these cards gonna tell me. I can right. put everything into what these crystals gonna make me feel like or whatever the case may be. And I think we get it twisted, right? Because and I also wanna bring up um y'all the stuff it's real. What they read in the cards, it, it probably was real. It's called a familiar spirit. You're communicating with demons. But is that the right thing to do? Right. Is I that is that what is. God wants us to do? Is that how he wants us to live? Is that how what it is? And I think a lot of people don't understand. They're like, but it is real, though. I'm a Virgo and I'm a Gemini. But it is real, though, because that's how they said that's how they said we act. But they, ain't nobody saying it ain't real. The thing we said it ain't the right thing. Most people don't, they don't see. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. I'm not the person that's gonna be like, no, nah, that's not happening. The, the devil ain't talking to you. I ain't that type of person. Maybe Jesus was tested by Satan himself. Every single and time. And if Satan is a spirit, how was he tempting Jesus? Audibly, through his hearing, through his understanding, through his mind. So you can't say you can't tell these people that these things aren't real because I can speak for myself. You're having personal encounters with these spirits that's showing you that this is real. But like I tell everybody, if you are if you are blessed with the gift of a spirit of discernment, that is first Corinthians chapter twelve, then you have understanding audibly and mentally to hear from good and to hear from bad. Mm -hmm. And you have to have discernment to know, okay, which this one is God is and this is not God. And that goes back to identifying spirit, man. And that also goes to what I said as far as uh, we put Christianity in a box. When I learned about the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, casting out demons, religion has been so watered down that we're not expressing the true power that Christ holds. Yeah. So when you see people speaking things and they come to pass, that's a miracle. When you see people uh, speaking to the mountain and now these things are starting to overflow in their mm -hmm. life, people are like, well, what, what you over there doing? Well, what because you mean? We, yeah. we're, not, we're not being taught the true power that God truly wow. holds. And because we wow. watered down Christ, wow. we, have a, we have a generation of children who don't know God, who don't know his power, who don't know he can part the Red Sea, who don't know he can deliver you from sexual things, who don't know he can deliver you from addiction. We don't talk about this stuff. Yeah. And so, deliver you from your traumas. When, when people are going to these other things and you're trying to tell them, you have to start with a surface level and educate them upward before you can get to the point of them trusting you. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to we're not being taught about it at all. And if we are being taught, it's the watered down version. Come on, baby, let's get up and let's go to church, but you ain't got to live right. Yeah. Come on, baby, let's say the Lord's Prayer, but you don't dare start speaking in tongues and praying in power. Come on, baby, you can believe in Jesus. Just don't lay hands on nobody because now you're doing too much. Yeah. Now you got too much yeah. going on. Yeah. So you're teaching a watered-down version of the gospel, and that's what they're receiving. Um, I have a lot of people that feel like you should do both. Feel like I pray. I go to church, I put my little tithe in there, but I'm still mm -hmm. go to the club, I'm still go woo woo woo, I'm still go do this. And I usually tell people, um, and I don't even know if this is on topic or not, but we just gonna let Someone it flow. We're gonna let it flow. <laughs> we gonna let it flow. But I, I a lot of people, um, I have to tell them as far as myself, and I'm being honest and transparent with y'all, I don't talk the same talk. Since I went on this walk with Christ, I don't talk the same time. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do the same things. I don't want to drink with you all night. I don't want to. I, I was. I want to smoke her anyway. But I don't want to smoke with you. I don't want to just sit at your house and gossip all day. I don't want to do that. That's not things that excite me anymore. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And so I try to let them know that if you really in the right place with Christ and He gets you right where He wants.
wants you, he gonna transform you. That's the word. He gonna transform you into a whole new woman. My prayers, when I first started this walk, my prayers was, God, make me into the woman that you see me as. Amen. Make me into the woman of God that you called me to be and not who I'm trying to make myself. Mm -hmm. You couldn't tell me two years ago that I was going to be on here talking about God and giving myself. You couldn't tell me two years ago that I was going to be in ministry. You couldn't You couldn't even tell me I was going to be a first lady. I was like, uh-uh. We ain't doing it. We ain't doing it. I'm not doing it. You know what I'm saying? But now I be like,
how to get over their trauma or how to, you know, get over their traumatic experiences and everything else that actually want to, because there's some people that don't want to, but how to get over that without like, not without slapping them with the Bible, but like if they don't, if they don't know as much as we know about ministry and how far we done came and how far we done walked. What's the scripture where it says, um, Jesus leaves the 99 found to go after the one lost? Mm -hmm. So we got to think, if they're lost, they don't know God. They don't know his word. But Jesus is still going after them. He's still trying to pursue them. So Mm -hmm. we have to have that same mindset. God, who is this person and how can I connect with them aside from your word? Mm -hmm. Until it's time for you to hit them with the rest of the revelation. What do they need to do as the individual themselves to kind of help them get over that if they don't if they don't know God how we know God or how be accountable educate yourself like when I didn't know the word of God the first thing God took me to was learning about mental health learning about depression you have for one we can't do the work for you no matter how much we want to heal no matter how much we want to deliver how much we pray for you how much we fast with you how much we do all this other stuff, we are not the answers. The human beings are not the answers. Just you a just vessel. a vessel. That's it. Just a vessel. Just a vessel. So you have to like be accountable. And you have to do some like you have to do some of the work yourself. It's some stuff you really gotta seek within yourself right. and to actually go and do the work in order for you to get what you need as far as being, you know, that traumatic experience and everything. I tell people all the time, God will meet you halfway, but he's not gonna make you take the next step. The children of Israel's trip, it was supposed to be a short period. And it took 40 years. 40 years. So that means the generation that came, that God initially promised it to, never got to see it. Because of their complaining. Because they didn't want to listen to, to the to the leader that was given to them. They didn't believe that God could do what he said he was going to do. After he showed them that I can get right. you out of a hard situation, right. I just need you to trust me right. and get there. So, for those of y'all who haven't read, just know that that's what she means, that it's supposed to be a short trip. He gave them what they needed, but it still wasn't enough, enough. for some of them. It still wasn't know. enough. They were they struggling. And look, they, they were traumatized from, from being in slavery, from yes. being in bondage, and somebody telling you when to wake up, somebody telling yes. you when to go to work, somebody working you to death. And then still, right. don't you only get paid for it? You know what I mean? But so them people really was in traumatic situations, mm-hmm. but they let their traumatic situation hinder them. The first generation, anyway, let it hinder them right. from getting to where they need to go. To where it's now their great grandchildren right. get to experience all of this one because they never had to go through the traumatic experience. Some people aren't obedient in the trauma. You got to have it all figured out. You got to have X, Y, and Z, and you're just obedient. God will still bring you out of it. But most people stop being obedient. They have trauma. a hard heart. It, it clouds your judgment. I'm going to be honest. Trauma clouds your judgment. It's like they just say, it's scary. They were traumatized. God <laughs> was taking them. If you telling me I'm going to be a leader and I've been the slave, you tell me I'm going to a promise in the land full of milk and honey, but I've been in poverty. You tell me that I'm something with all my life. I've been told I was You're scared. At that point, you're scared. You don't know. But if God is not a God that sends you into confusion, Man. he's going to continue to confirm over and over, over and, and over. over. If you don't believe it, go read that. Make sure you go read it. Go read it. Because that's a really good story to read. And I learned a lot of my lessons. Yes. And we all learned a lot of our lessons from that story. And anybody who's on here 
that you're going, that you feel like you're going through trauma, you feel like you have a lot going on, you feel a pain in your chest, you feel all this anxiety about certain mm -hmm. situations that you might, that you mentally, because I know a lot of people, you mentally want to let this go. Right. You know it ain't good for you. You want to let it go. You want to forgive these people. You want to do all that, but it's just sitting there like you can't get rid of it. Do the work. Right. Do the work that you need to. Talk to God the way you need to. If you need accountability partners, if you yes. need somebody praying for you, if you need somebody interceding on your behalf, however, whatever, but only we can do so much, please go to God with, with, your, with your stuff. Right. Cast your cares on him, and he'll help you through everything, okay? So I want to encourage somebody, and if you want right. to say some words too, I want to encourage somebody that even though you're going through trauma, do not let your trauma stop you from getting where God needs you to be. Not where he wants you to be, where he needs you to be. Somebody's deliverance is waiting on you. Somebody's breakthrough is waiting on you. My bishops like to say in my church that because you are not in position, it's blood on your hands. It's people's, it's innocent blood on your hands because if you were in the right place that you need to be, you could help somebody right. that's in that, in that spot. You get what I'm saying? And so the more, the longer we wait, the longer, the longer it takes for these people to get what they need. Okay. And so God will send you to people, but he wants to lead you. He wants to be your healer. He wants to be your deliverer. How do you learn God's character without experiencing God? So look into the physical, look into therapy, look into accountability partners. Mm -hmm. That's great. But you also need to make sure, like they just said, cast your cares unto the Lord. Because he's going to answer you mm -hmm. no matter what, no matter everything, y'all. And he hears you. Look, it's a lot of people out here that feel like they just be praying and ain't done that. He hears you. If, you. if you feel like God is not hearing you, not in your word enough. Because I kid you not, every time I send a prayer up to God, his word comes to my mind and I can go straight to the scripture Absolutely. and read about a situation. Absolutely. If you let God lead you in his word, your prayers are going to always be answered. And you're going to always be able to find what you need in his word, but you got to seek in his word as well and gain that personal relationship. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and watching. Um, I hope that we was able to help you if not with everything, at least right. a little bit, just a little clarity that you have. We thank you so much for tuning in and just, I thank you so much for right. tuning in and, and being on this journey of being healed, elevated, and restored. And before we leave out, Hanaya, I would love if you could tell us how you were healed, elevated, and restored. Okay, so we didn't record this on camera. However, after the last one, we had our little shindig. Um, <laughs> me and Daisy, we kept talking, we kept praying. Absolutely. We got in the word a little bit, and I was able to um, confide in Deja about something that was really heavy on my heart. And she basically reminded me of how important it is to forgive. Joseph wow. was thrown in the pit, but because of his position and what Yeah, by was, the time y'all see this episode, <laughs> by the time y'all see this episode, that episode already up. So make sure you go watch it, okay? Right. So she reminded me how, like, Joseph had a coat of many colors, and because of who he was called to be and what he was called to operate in, he had to have a heart posture to forgive. And Man, in a quick second, the enemy almost came into my heart. And I prayed the two days before I came here with David to record. I was like, God, I don't want my heart to grow cold. I don't want to turn back to, you know, um, being 
less than because of how someone wow. treated me. I want to keep loving like you. And wow. God spoke directly through Deja and was just reminding me, baby, you got to forgive because it comes with what God put on you. It comes with it. So I was healed in the aspect before it even happened, God caught me. No, oh, man, <laughs> you're not going back. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's how I was healed, elevated, and restored. Okay, great. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you so much for being here. We definitely need to get you on here for a part two. We definitely have to get you on here for a part two, okay? And this is the I Am Her podcast. I love y'all so, so, so much. But I